0: How's it going, Vlad? Thanks for doing this.
1: Uh, yeah, uh, you're welcome. I'm excited to to be on here. It's my my first time being on a on a podcast, so thank you also for inviting me. Um, oh. Doing all right. Uh, just came back from the zero. I actually went out of the zero early because I uh, I got ill, um, so I didn't do the last two stages. Um, but I'm better now already, so we're, we're back
0: on the bike. That's awesome, man! Kudos on wearing that white jersey for a few stages. That had to be feeling pretty good.
1: Yeah, that was nice. I wore it like almost for the the first half of the of the Giro. Um, you know, it's it's special um, to wear it in a in a big race like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Was that one of your big targets for the year? Or how do you where are you looking at? Where does that sit amongst the other races that you have done and the ones coming up in the remainder of the season?
1: um for sure it's a big race um but i wouldn't say i really targeted it um me personally I, I i like to perform at every race that i i race um so like every race is almost a target for me um i wouldn't say i did anything like really special in preparation for this giro um i mean i'm also not trying to win the general um you know i was trying to be good on a few stages which were Good for me, um, but for sure it's a uh, it's a race you want to to be good at um, because uh, all the good riders are there, so everybody will will look at that race to to compare a bit, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I wouldn't go as far to say that you know this is a this was hanging on on my wall above my bed like
0: for a months now, and I was looking forward to it. Uh, That might be good, though. That's a little bit less pressure. I think athletes, sometimes we overthink the big race and we start doing all these different things. And then you go to another big race that's not a priority and have this amazing result because there was less pressure, no expectations set on yourself. The mind didn't go crazy. Um, This is actually really interesting. Can you go in a little bit more on your comment of wanting to be ready for every race? Because it seems... And this is, I've been sort of trying to pick at this a little bit more. It seems in the last few years, there's less talk of like peaking and making your one big race. And the season has become very long for a lot of athletes. Um, A couple other guys have sort of brought this up and how do you view this? uh, Like go in on that.
1: Uh, Yeah. Like from my uh, perspective, um, of course, um, I like to be good at every race because like you said, if you peak towards uh, if, or if you make like a big goal and, you know, something happens, it's so easy nowadays for something to go wrong. I mean, it always has been, you know, a small illness, uh, a crash, uh, and it's done uh, months of preparation maybe. So that's always a, a risk factor. I know that, um, you know, for a professional rider, like a GC rider, of course, it's, you're going to have to do that um if you want to be good at a Grand Tour or something. But uh, you can also... It's your job, you get paid to do it. You, you need to take that risk to prepare towards that race. Um, for us it's different, you know um, there aren't also really that big races that we need to like be good at perform at. So uh, that's why I, I like to to be good uh, at every race I start because you also don't know how many chances you will have to to go for a result. You need to like take every chance you have uh, not take any for granted. Um because you know like for example perry roubaix i was I was feeling super good, but i I ended up crashing two times and had a mechanical, so um uh, yeah i don 't take anything for granted, and you need to go for every chance there is um, <laughs> the, the peaking stuff um for sure, it still happens um peaking but it 's not really towards one race it 's more towards a period um mm-hmm. so i also still do that um like towards the the zero and the month before that uh i kind of peaked uh it was like a, a month at like a top shape period almost um and then now we let it go down again we decrease the training um and then we we build up again so it is still peaking but it's not towards a, a single race um it's more like towards uh about a, a month or two months of time two months is maybe a bit long it's more like a month that you're really going to be at a, at a top shape um, and you kind of need to look for yourself where you want to fit that
0: and do you have a recipe for that like okay hey i want to start this month and that's in four weeks i'm going to do like a big week of overload and that might be extra hours and more intensity and then do you do something the second week or what's your recipe if you can share that with people
1: um, of course, I don't make the the recipe myself. It's uh, we have a a very smart trainer to to make that for us. Uh, who went to school for that to know what to do?
0: Who um, is your coach? I'm, so do you have a coach?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. From the team, um, okay. everybody at at DSM, uh, the development team has the, the same coach. Okay. Um, Sabier. Uh, so he makes the the trainings for us. He he makes the the planning um but yeah it it starts with a uh, with base training um and some some tempo work like that um it's not immediately that you're doing a high intensity efforts and it's yeah it's like it's like you would think it's just just the logical way of how it goes the closer you get um you know the the more intense the training becomes the volume becomes a bit less and then uh right before uh like the last week or so you would go into a kind of uh, tapering um decreasing a bit to to be fresh towards your goal
0: that's awesome and so did you follow this type of pattern when you came in third on the podium at worlds which congratulations on that that's incredible
1: thank you um well that was uh that was different um I think I it's hard for me to, to look back now uh,
0: I isn't it it's so funny to look back on training sometimes yeah. but
1: yeah. yeah. Um, it was also, there were quite some, we were doing some racing at the moment at, at the time as well. So, you know, it's not really easy to fully make a, like a structured training plan when you're also having races in between. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I remember, uh, I think the last race I did before worlds, um, must've been like around 20 or 18 days before worlds. So I had quite a period without racing before worlds. And um, the the race before that I did was a five-day race in Italy. And after that, I recovered for a while. Um, and then I just didn't do any base training anymore because you were at the end of the season. You already had a lot of uh, base training in the legs at that point. And uh, I also knew Worlds was going to be my last race. So at that mm-hmm. point, it was um, actually very specific work towards the Worlds. Um, so it was like short efforts, one minute, two minute uh 5 minute efforts um kind of to mimic um the the strain we were going to have in the race like the going high in the, in the lactate short recovery and and back again um so i kind of did uh did some uh, yeah intense training before the worlds
0: That's awesome. I appreciate you sharing all that. It's real. I think that's going to help a lot of athletes because it's easy, especially for athletes that don't have access to a coach or are trying to put their things together. Maybe they're just getting into the sport. It's there's so much information now. It's sometimes hard to simplify it down. And so I think that kind of gives people a good kind of big picture how they can look at their own training. Uh, Getting into the nitty grittier things of training, do you use power, heart rate, RPE, a mix of all and kind of when do you use those?
1: Yeah, mainly uh, the power and the heart rate. We don't I don't really um, you know, the the heart rate is a good indicator um, to to look at uh, more afterwards after the training. Um, I don't really use the heart rate uh, in the training itself. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then I look more at the power. Um, but of course, uh, the power is, uh, you know, 250 Watts on today is not the same as 250 Watts tomorrow. Um, but the heart rate will often be a, a good indicator of what your body feels about uh, what you're doing. Um, so I use both, but for efforts, I mainly look at the power usually.
0: Okay. And, and then you had talked about different times leading up to some of the big races, you know, cutting the volume down, getting more intensity in. What do you do, like hour wise per week? I know that's going to be a it depends on the time of season, but do you kind of vet, naturally gravitate towards volume, or do you someone that likes to just go hard? Um, I
1: think, like I would say in the past, definitely volume. Um, I would do you know mostly just endurance training, uh, and then like a few efforts here and there. Um, but now of course I I follow a more structured from uh, from the trainer, but I think we also still do uh, a good amount of uh, of, uh, of endurance. Um, almost every ride, we do have some some work in the trainings, um, but uh, it's not really high intensity, so I would still almost count it as endurance rides. Um, so I th- I think I I do quite a lot of volume, but uh, you know that's my
0: personal <laughs>
1: opinion. I think uh, if you compare it to a guy like Artem. Uh, you would think I'm a track rider. So.
0: Well, so, For those that don't know who Artem is, if you're new to the podcast, Artem Schmidt is a guy from Georgia that we had linked up. He recently was on the podcast and he knows Vlad. And yeah, Artem does some crazy long rides that I was surprised that... I was like, does your coach know you do these? He's like, yeah, he makes me do them. I was like, okay. So we're going to try and get Gleb on the podcast at some point. But yeah, it's funny what's the so when you say work on those rides you talk about like little tempo bits or are you yeah doing-
1: yeah 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 cadence work uh like strength work um some tempo work there's a lot of uh, different kind of little exercises that uh, can be done without really putting a, a lot of strain on the body and they have their uh, their own benefits
0: that's awesome speaking of strain on the body do you get are you getting in the gym or is it not worth your time
1: uh we do, Jim, yeah, but uh it's it's quite limited. Um, you know, it's uh it's like the, the deadlift, the squad, uh Bulgarian split squats or uh yeah, I don't really know the, the names, but it's like it's mostly like legs, it's like compound movements also. So you do use the the upper body upper body a little, but uh it's not really like uh specific uh muscles that we're gonna train. It's more like uh a, a movement.
0: Okay. Does that change throughout the season at all? Like base season, you do more gym and during the season, or is it kind of like just a little bit throughout the whole year? Yeah. Yeah. It it changes, uh, quite a lot. I mean, the, the, it's always the same
1: exercise, but, uh, the thing that changes is uh, the intensity and the amount, uh, and also how you perform the exercise. So, um, during the winter, it's, uh, it's like the, the build phase. Um, then you're going to like, you know, use the heavy weight and you're going to do a lot of sets you're gonna like build the muscle and it's a it's a bit more uh more frequent uh, in in the training program uh and then once you're going uh, towards the, the first races of the season you actually lower the weight and you focus more on um doing the set like more explosively like going up faster like jumping almost with the weight that you feel the the weight's actually dangling on the bar mm-hmm. um and then uh, yeah when you're in the season uh, you kind of have to maintain you're not really building anymore it's more to uh, like you know keep the muscle there so that it doesn't disappear
0: do you have anything <laughs> the last question on the gym do you have anything when you're in season that you kind of use to make sure you're not lifting too much Um, like one, one thing that comes to mind I always try to like avoid burn because as an athlete it's like I get in the gym and I'm like oh I'm like super motivated today and I go and lift too much and then my ride is crap is there anything that you do so you're like, okay, dude, Vlad, don't go crazy today? Or how do you kind of keep that in check?
1: Uh, well, I, it's usually uh, the same weight you kind of use once you know uh, yourself a bit. Got it. Um, you kind of have to find out for yourself, um, like, if I use this weight, is it going to hurt tomorrow or not? Yeah. Uh, and Once you kind of found that, you can use that for a while. But, you know, also after a while, it will get stronger and then you need to uh, adjust a little bit. Um, but like right now, uh, like in the season I use a weight so that definitely the day after
0: I I didn't feel that I went to the gym. Otherwise Mm -hmm. I I went a bit too heavy. Cool. That's awesome. What, do you have any favorite workouts that you feel like, you know, just really get you going as you're getting into the race season, maybe. So you've done your base training, you're kind of reducing the gym time. And there's some sessions that your coach puts on that. You're just like, Oh, I love doing this.
1: Um, yeah i I like going hard so i like I like efforts where you get to push um yeah you know sometimes that hurts um but uh sometimes it's also fun. It depends on the day if you're having a good day and uh you get to go really hard. it can be really fun um but if you're suffering uh, then it's like the worst day ever uh, yeah. but I would say that actually all my favorite trainings are like like when you're just uh, just coming out of winter um and you get to like finally go out of zone one into zone two you get zone two efforts and uh if if you think now when you're in in shape zone two efforts it's like it's nothing you know it's not you wouldn't even call it an effort but then it's it's an effort a zone two effort so you just like yeah you have to push a bit harder but it's actually probably the most fun because uh it's uh, the easiest of efforts, I would say.
0: <laughs> so, right, when you talk about zone two, like zone two on a five-zone model, so like endurance riding,
1: um, I don't, uh, yeah, it's like I don't know which model we exactly use because we have, uh, we have quite a lot of zones. Okay. Um, but it, it is, yeah, it's, it's endurance, it's, uh, it's still
0: like an all-day pace. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So in winter, you ride a lot of zone one, like super easy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, see, yep. us Americans we like to ride too hard is what every European tells us. We had a couple guys that worked with us in Slovenia and they're like you guys ride too hard. And so we actually will call it like euro endurance, like zone one two. Um, it's been a change for me personally of trying to ride easier. And my last coach was in the UK and he's like, dude, like dial it down. This is not endurance to us. And so it's always I'm always curious what people like what the easy ride actually is for for people.
1: Well, when you ride your endurance ride, are you able to breathe out of the nose only?
0: Probably not, to be honest, no. And it's it's funny that you bring that up. I was just, um, I'm actually a big proponent of like breath work, this company AeroFit. I use their device a lot. And I've been looking up different exercises that athletes who don't want to buy into buying a device should work on like box breathing. And I think it's like seven seven, nine, 11 or something. Cause the breath work to me is really important. And I know how important nasal breathing is. And I was thinking of today's ride. I'm like, I should go out and just like practice more nasal breathing. Um, so is that your gauge only breathe through the
1: nose? Um, No, not specifically. I, I probably also use, I use my mouth most of the time, but if you, if you would try to like not use your mouth for breathing, um, you should be able to do fine with just your nose. Um, otherwise you might be going too fast, but, uh, you can, yeah, if you're at the, at the top end of the, of the zone, uh, it might be that, you know, it's maybe uncomfortable to, to breathe through the nose and you're still actually in the zone, but for sure, if you're able to breathe comfortably through the nose, you you won't be going too hard.
0: So I'm going to be thinking about you when I'm going too hard, or if I'm like getting a little bit out of breath, I'm like, damn it, Vlad, ruining my, I want to go faster today um what's your so we're talking about intervals you're kind of talking about these long rides do you prefer riding solo or do you like getting the gang together and do you have a good group of training buddies that you can go do a long endurance ride with
1: uh i like to do solo actually i prefer to go alone
0: is that just get in your own mindset and just yeah, yeah. because
1: i like to listen to to music when i'm uh when i'm riding um and then you know when you're with somebody it's uh it's like uh not the best behavior. But it's a bit inappropriate to like kind of ignore yeah. them and just listen to your <laughs> earbud. Yeah. 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 What are you um, listening
0: to these days?
1: Um. Uh, oh, just a lot of different stuff. Um. I like a lot of different genres. Um. Of course. Uh. When I'm, li- I'm going on an effort, it's probably a bit more uh, dance or electronic. Um. Then when I'm just doing a uh, easy ride, it can be whatever comes on the on the list.
0: Cool. What do you think over the years, uh, you're a young guy, and so I'm curious where this will go down the road for you, but what have you learned about cycling that's made you better at cycling? Huh.
1: Um I wouldn't say this only goes for for cycling, but um just sports in general. Um, maybe even even you could say save life um, that rest is the most important thing um and that you know everything has like a a time and place you need to know when that those extra 30 minutes you need to know when they matter uh there's a time and place for that you need to know when it matters to push a little harder or when it matters to you know skip a training or not um you know it's it's maybe when you're just getting into the sport it's maybe uh, people will like follow what 's exactly what 's written down or uh, or will worry about it because they didn't be able to 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 do something that was on the plan uh, but I feel like that is something that that comes with experience uh, and as you get to know yourself uh, you also get to know what your body needs what it can handle um, that kind of stuff and how much rest it needs, how much training it needs.
0: So don't be a yeah. robot to the training plan and training yeah, peaks, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> man. There's always like a one line that I want to clip out and send to athletes that just overthink this. And that, that line is going to help so many people, man. It's going to be awesome. Um, is there anybody in the, in the ranks above you that you kind of see their training, you see their racing, you might look up to that. You might be like, that's the type of rider I want to become.
1: Um, I don't really look at a lot of, people's trainings um i'm not really you know i have strava but i'm not really on there all the time um but for sure there's there's riders that i i look up to um it's it's easy to point out riders like uh, uh like Wout van Aert, uh, you know the the big guys um but uh somebody like michael matthews he's a he's a rider that's that really impresses me i think he goes he's not uh Underrated, but I think people forget the amount of times he's been on a world championship podium and how he's actually always been there throughout the years, for example. Um I think uh Cole Brelli, yeah when he used to still ride, I think he was a, a rider that really um was kind of the 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 type of rider that that I would uh would be at that time. I don't know, of course, what I'm going to become. Um in a few years um you know people still end up changing even at, at this age mm-hmm. um because uh, like just this year suddenly is like the, the first year that i've actually been doing really really well in time trials um that came out of nowhere <laughs> um, so it will be interesting where,
0: where i end up of course it's hard to predict that's awesome. I think you're right about Matthews. I think a lot of like general public cyclists, you could talk about this guy and they would not realize how talented and his Palmares is. He's there and been there so many times. I think you're dead on about that. What do you uh so we're in the middle of June when we're recording this? What do you see as things you want to most improve on this season? Um
1: that's a good one. Um, I feel like finishing it, finishing uh, finishing it off in the race. Um, I feel like I've 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 gone into the the final quite a few times now. Um, especially like a a bunch sprint final, even though I know that's not my ideal uh, way to end the race, like an actual bunch sprint. I feel like I'm still able to win these um so that's why i, I i'm not going to say like oh yeah but that's that's not something for me like if i have a chance like i need to be like okay why didn't i win this mm-hmm. um and yeah i feel like um one well, if you go to a bunch sprint i feel like there's 20 guys that are strong enough to win the bunch sprint um but like sprinting is is such an art mm-hmm. um it's much more than just the physical capability it's really the timing the positioning is is so important um especially also the working together with your teammates um we have a a young squad uh this year, so um you know we all still need to get dialed in a bit the The boys around me also need to get used to the to the heat and the fire you 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 see in the final because it gets really intense and it's easy to get get pushed around um and that costs you in the end
0: mm. Th- that is a really good way of describing just the intensity at the finish of a race. And if someone hasn't had the chance yet, you know, I think even for an amateur, when you start to go to bigger races that have 120 guys, 130 guys, you know, it's if you live in a small town or something, you might not. And we're not in Belgium where there's races all the time. A lot of people don't get to experience like a 60 man finish and something even bigger than that. So that's a good way to kind of like encapsulate the heat. I love that. Yeah. what do you think is one of the number one things in your daily routine that you do that has a big return to your success in the sport and you've kind of already hit on rest which is definitely crucial so maybe something besides that Ooh. uh
1: i don't really have like uh things that stick out as a daily routine i think uh, i live a quite a, a regular life i don't really do a uh, special things um and I think that, that that might be even it. I have a lot of rest in my head um, and I don't go, uh, you know, it's it's good to look for the marginal gains. It's good to to look for every last percentage, but some guys are doing stuff that, you know, does it help? Does it not help? You know, it's so, it, it's, it's so hard to know these days. Um, so just, uh, just having fun and, and being able to disconnect uh, from from cycling is also uh, mm-hmm. something you need to be good at. Um, you know, once you're on the bike, you need to focus for it. But also, when I'm here, I like to to still be a just a, a teenager. You know, just uh, living a, a regular life, and I think that that really helps me too, because that uh, you know you don't stress about the uh, about things then, and uh, you have rest in your head also then
0: less stress better results better training better recovery i think you nailed it with saying detach from it a little bit it's easy to become neurotic and overly focused and just yeah it's that's a really good tip it's very wise words man for a teenager what is uh what is something that i guess that doesn't have to be somebody older than you but maybe and it doesn't have to be just cycling but what's one of the best pieces of, pieces of advice that you feel like you've received oh
1: um that's a that's a good question. Um for sure I've received a lot of advice throughout my life. Um it's never really been in in the form of a
0: quote. Um if you know what I mean. Could be um, a scenario. Yeah, it doesn't have to be uh doesn't have to be like a thing on a plaque. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think
1: definitely like the the, the rest um i think it came from uh from uh, my uh my doctor where i used to go he was he's also the doctor of the the national team um you know every time i went there he gave me like a, a speech about how important rest is uh and how important it is to you know to to keep having fun and uh you know you know that everything is is relative um like uh you need to just you know focus on yourself and uh Try to get the the most out of yourself, and uh, you know, kind of look down at your own plate, not looking at what the rest is doing, uh, and just you know, finding your own way.
0: How do you do that? Because I think in this day and age, with social media, especially your generation, I grew up without that for the most part. Is that just your personality to stay in your own dojo and stay focused? Because it's like, this guy's doing that, and this person's at this race, and that dude's talking about these intervals, and da da da. Do you just block it out and stay? in your lane uh
1: yeah for sure uh one thing is, is blocking it out but um i think it's also you need to be a bit narcissistic uh in that and just thinking also yeah i don't care what he does because i know that what i do is better um or, or yeah that way you can think of it also when i see guys doing stuff it, it's kind of maybe uh, like yeah not a not a nice way of thinking at it but you can also just think yeah okay he's doing that but it's not better than me so i love that <laughs> uh, yeah, you need to be a bit narcissistic also and just uh, maybe sometimes believe yeah no what i'm doing is is, is, is the best way uh, and i don't care what he does i
0: don't care what she does i'm doing my thing and this is the way trust your plan and know yeah have faith in that that's awesome let's say you have a block you go to a couple races you're just not feeling super on point you know you're not feeling like hey I'm not riding to my best ability what sort of changes might you make or how might you look at that how might you hit that reset button so you can try to turn the corner and get it going in a better direction
1: no I would always compare to myself compared to a previous version of myself um you know if it's not going well compared to the others well you need to look at yourself am i underperforming or is this just is this the best i can do um mm-hmm. and the rest is just going faster than me um but if if for example i'm not performing on the level i used to perform um you know you need to look at uh, how you're feeling w- what changed um there's a lot of things that can that can differ um, you know you might be might be a bit sick you don't even know it you might be uh, over the top of the peak might be getting a bit of fatigue or you just might start again and still not uh, on level um so that's that's a way to approach it uh, also maybe if you're like on on level but you're not making the right calls in the race uh that's that's a bit more tricky because you know that's uh, that's in the mind um and it's easy to um you know to to start losing sleep over it and then the more you start thinking about oh no i'm not making the right calls why am i suddenly not making the right decisions anymore you're gonna keep uh Keep thinking about it then you just need to you know take a moment and just uh start uh, trusting your gut again and just um go with the flow and uh trust your intuition mm-hmm. and not mm-hmm. think too much about it
0: dude you got some really good answers to this i love it i think and for athletes that maybe haven't gone back like vlad saying looking at your previous self make sure you take notes on your training post ride notes post race notes when were you sick all those little things because At some point you might look back and if you don't label your rides, and this might sound very basic to some people, but I'll try and look back with other athletes to help them before we've worked together or something. And it's, there's no, no information from the athlete. That is so important. So make sure you're keeping a journal of some sort of what's going on in your training. You will be so thankful if you take that five minutes a day, two minutes a day, whatever it is, it makes a difference down the road. Um, let's talk about nutrition what are you doing on the bike it's are you uh liquid calories do you like food does it depend on the type of ride or when you're racing kind of dive into that one um when i'm on the on training uh, it's
1: usually the calories come from food um but it can also be because maybe sometimes i'm just too lazy to open the the mix to put it in my bottle (laughs) Uh, but i on training you you're you're in a luxury position because you can you can even stop if you need more food somewhere um so yeah in training you just need to make sure you're eating what it is you know of course you don't need to eat bad stuff but it doesn't really matter that much as long as it it's it's a good source of calories on, on the ride uh and so sorry to jump is- in here
0: anything from like a sandwich to a bar to a banana yeah. to just kind yeah. of
1: whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Of course, it's easy to to take the bars for us because we get them from the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't really make a sandwich before a training, but it happens that we stop on training, uh, to eat something because you know it's a nice day and we we want to enjoy life a bit. Um, but uh, in the race, uh, you know, it's it's we got the the mix in the bottles. We start with one uh, bottle of, isotonic mix and one uh bottle of a uh, Pepto Pro. It's called. It's uh it's a, it's a mix of isotonic uh, together with some protein already. Um uh, mm-hmm. it's only in the in the bike if you start uh one bottle. I think uh, it already starts uh a, a process of uh repairing the muscle during the activity. Uh I think is is the science behind it. Um but then of course um they try to make us eat as many bars as possible because it's it's the best for your gut. Um so early in the race usually when uh it's a bit calm well usually it's a bit more in the middle because in the beginning they're jumping and that's 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 the part of the race i i hate the most i would say
0: uh
1: <laughs> but yeah so it's bars we got some some gummies as well and then uh gels um once you're in in the final and uh, getting more heated
0: are you guys sponsored Gummy. by a particular brand when you're talking about bars and gels yeah, we
1: it's all it all comes from one brand, Sanas. Um, I think it's it's the team even helps um, helps uh, make some stuff like they work together quite closely. I think.
0: Okay, what do you hate about the? I mean, you like going hard. Are you more of a diesel engine then? I guess than not liking the bram bram as everybody's trying to get in the break. Or no, what do you...
1: I I I do like that, but um, it's just because usually I'm not the the guy that goes for those early breaks. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm usually more in a in a finisher kind of position, so for me, it's just trying to survive that as efficiently as possible. Um, but it's such a headache because I feel like it's one of the most—it's almost as dangerous as, as a as a finale. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the thing is, there's the whole peloton is still almost intact at that point. Um, and also, when you're when it's uh, is the finale, it, it, like for me, it's fine to 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 burn some gas um, to stay in a good position um and uh and stay at the front. But during that jumping, I, I also want to stay at the front because the more further you you back you are, the more riders in front of you that can make a mistake and, and you can go over them. Um but you know then it costs energy of course to, to go to the front and that's energy that's gonna, you know, go up in the air. It it gets you nowhere, just gets you to the front. And uh yeah it it's it's hard to to, to try and survive that as ecologically as possible to to waste uh, the least amount of uh energy but uh yeah the amount of times of first during a, a jumping phase because you think yeah they're finally gone and then somebody goes and everything starts over again
0: mm.
1: uh, can be a headache
0: <laughs> what's uh what about nutrition off the bike you pretty clean eater naturally or there's, is there anything that you've had to kind of hone in as you got out of your early teen years and you're like okay i'm an athlete i need to really dial this in
1: um, I like to eat uh a lot of vegetables and fruits. Uh, not really with uh, anything specifically in mind. I just feel like that food makes me feel better. Mm. Um, we also like to to cook here. Um, uh, some some nice dishes, just kind of to impress ourselves or impress the guys around us. Look how good I can cook. Um, uh, but of course we also uh like to to eat some some food, some good food somewhere at a restaurant or some some fast food from time to time. Uh, so it's not that we don't do that. Um, sometimes we're even in a luxury position that we we get to burn a lot more calories. So we, we get to eat also a lot more. Uh, so for sure, I naturally eat pretty clean. Um, so it's not something that I need to focus on. Mm. Cool.
0: When you talk about a lot of fruit, a lot of veggies, do you worry about fiber? I know sometimes people talk about going on more of like a low fiber diet before races. Do you do that at all, or is it not really something you think is worth? No, your time I just, for? I honestly can't be bothered to do that. I feel yeah. like that's
1: it's like a, a, marginal gain for a climber to to start really looking into that. I know, I know it was a topic recently at the Giro, but it, I think it's something you only do like for three days. Uh, yeah. But I feel like there's also some risks with that. With like you know, um, the bowel movements will slow down. I think if you Dude, eat all yeah. that, uh, and then you're gonna be like, uh, I don't know what's the right word again, um, like constipated. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like I feel like that's a, that's like if you're constipated in a race, that like that really sucks because you just feel so bloated and full yeah. and yeah.
0: That was my biggest thing. I was really surprised. There was an athlete that once told me he was a pretty high level rider and he went into this and then the foods also that he then had to shift to because he was a huge veggie and fruit guy and it was like way more processed and he's like yeah but the the fiber I'm retaining more water and it just I couldn't get my head in like wrapped around it and the bowel movement thing was always huge for me like it's going to take you off your normal cycle. Now you're not feeling normal and so yeah i appreciate you sharing that it's it's i don't know i can't really connect with that one but um are you big into cycling tech and like technology and the gear of it oh
1: well for sure i like to to to, to always know what the what the new stuff is but uh i'm not a, i don't have my own laboratory where i invent new stuff but well, uh,
0: anything interesting about your bike setup um
1: no, it's just it's 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 not that I have asked for anything specifically. Um, I I in the beginning I asked for a double wrap bar tape, but that's because I had an injury on my hand where I couldn't close my finger fully. Um, but no, for the rest it's uh it's quite straightforward. I don't have anything uh
0: interesting on on the setup. <laughs> anything that you think is underrated in training or racing that people don't give enough credence to? Maybe not, because it doesn't seem like you worry about too much like these fine optimizations you're trying to nail the basics but anything you're like man i can't believe people aren't doing this
1: Hmm. i I don't think i'll be the guy that's gonna be like the outlier in in doing something um i see there's a lot of guys that um like to to do a lot of the the arrow stuff um which for sure probably has has its benefits but um I'm not really the that big of a of an arrow guy when it comes to riding the the road bike mm-hmm. uh, I like to to be comfortable on my bike and uh, wear comfortable stuff um You always see me in a skid suit during the race
0: okay all right. I'm with you on that. What's your biggest inspiration to keep pushing forward in a really tough sport like
1: um, not letting my potential go to waste. I think is is a big one because I feel like I know myself and I I've seen what I can do and I feel like it's it's a shame to to not like fully go for it and see where I can end up um and I also just love winning
0: yeah that feeling it's hard to replicate by anything else in life yeah. <laughs> Yes, what definitely. is a piece of advice that you would share with younger cyclists who might listen to this and be like, man, this guy has accomplished so much. I want to try and get on his level. Just like a little nugget, you've already given people a ton of inspiration, but is there anything that comes to mind that, you'd, that you would find be very helpful to other riders?
1: Um, I would say, you know, uh, have fun for sure, but I think that's what everybody would say to them. Um, for sure. Maybe not. Say- I feel like you could give them even a, a bit more of a tip. Um, I feel like what got me here is um, I had a huge support from my parents, um, and I think it's 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 not impossible, but it's gonna be hard if you don't have as a as a really young kid somebody that supports you. Mm-hmm. So I would I would say you know try to to find even if it's just like a, a buddy or or a, a local club. You know I feel like you're gonna need support at, at one point to get somewhere. And uh, I would say don't be afraid to ask people for help, for tips, and you know to to get under somebody's wing somewhere. Um, to so to get some help, you know, if you can get uh support from your parents, I think that that's the best thing in the world if you have supportive parents. Um, so yeah, just have fun, but uh, you know, try to get there and uh, try to get
0: some people to to help you and uh, have fun along the way. I think that's an amazing tip and I I think of guys that you know in the cycling community there's just something about the sport I'm sure other endurance sports but I'll talk to people and they'll kind of feel on their own I said hey man just who's the best amateur rider in your area like just go talk to them just go say what's up they're probably gonna love to share their knowledge so I think like you're saying find support and it might be easier than we sometimes think I think you know you're taking time out of your day to lend all this knowledge to all these other people. And guys might be like, Whoa, this is that dude that I saw on the podium at worlds. Like, this is crazy. And so just put yourself out there, ask for some help. You're going to find it along the way. What is the number one race you're most looking forward to? And the last question is what's the rest of the year going to shape up that maybe you don't know all the races that you're going to, but what else is on the calendar?
1: Um, I'm looking forward to next year, Perry Roubaix. Actually, already. Okay. Uh, I feel like uh, that is going to be redemption time um, because I feel like this year I should have won the race. Uh, the way I felt in uh, in during the race, I was we were in the break with with two guys, uh, with Max, and Max was also so strong he could have won the race as well. Um, but we both uh, it, it, it ended up going south really quickly. Uh-huh. Uh, at one point, you're thinking to yourself, "Oh wow." You know what am I gonna do? When I cross the line with celebration, and and suddenly it's uh where's the support card? And you're running back uh, the uh, against the convoy with your bike in your hand. Um, and uh, what was the
0: other question again? Uh, and then just what's the what other races might you be hitting up this year that people well, can this year? Yeah, uh,
1: I think my next race will be uh another stage race in France, uh, Alsace. Um, and then uh. Then it will be like uh, the championships will also come. The you, once, but you know the selections are not made for that yet. Um, and then uh, I think I, I will end up doing some races with uh, with pros as well. Still this season, I did one already, um, but there should be some more. Um, and then I know my uh, program till uh, September. After that, it's uh, for nobody still filled in uh, because it was made, of course, the concept lineup in in January all the way, and then. Uh, now somewhere in the summer the rest of the season is going to be filled in but there should be still some uh, interesting races coming where where i might be on the start line
0: i'm trying to remember i was looking through the results what the one one dot pro race that you did and looking at the lineup like do you get nervous when you're going up with the big boys or at this point you're just like i got a job to do i'm here for a reason i'm here to start to prove myself um I wouldn't say say nervous
1: um because I mean maybe before the start you think okay how how are they going to act in this race because you you have no idea what the environment is like in the pro peloton um but you know as soon as the flag dropped it was quite simple you know this is still just pure racing um mm-hmm. uh with just uh, at the at the highest level of course um suddenly everybody is almost uh, as good as or better than you um, but uh, yeah, no, it's not. It's not that much different for me. It didn't feel that much different. I, I felt like like a fish in water. Um, that race that was. It was nice to do. Um, I think uh, we got second in that race. Um, with 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 one of the guys. Um, usually if if a Devo guy joins the joins the pros for a race, they have to go uh, and do some 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 dirty work. Uh, you know, the early patrolling and keeping out of the wind um but i actually i beforehand i got to go and uh i got told that i can go deeper into the race and, and see if i can uh can help later on uh but uh you know the race went over the mur uh, and it's like a, a race towards uh, the bottom of the mur everybody wants their guys in good position um and we had three guys for that but they were we lost them pretty quickly in the race um so then you know they ended up looking at me to to keep the guys out of the wind so then i had to get uh, on the front to to keep the guys uh safe uh, of course that uh compromised my personal race a little bit uh because i was like this at the bottom of the view i think i turned <laughs> on 100 um and then i had to start passing guys but uh no uh you know the break went on pretty early those 20 guys first time already um so yeah our guy was in there and uh, he ended up getting a good result i i finished in the peloton somewhere but uh felt good felt good to know that uh that i can race with these guys because uh i think a lot of guys will think oh no the pros what if i get dropped immediately um but no uh,
0: you can actually race these guys that's awesome what an incredible experience that had to have been blad thanks for doing this man really really appreciate it just so many good insights that will help so many cyclists and we look forward to seeing what you do this year is the best way for people to keep up keep up with you on instagram or do you do like twitter youtube where can people follow you the easiest uh, it's i don't i don't uh, have any
1: regular uh posting schedule um you know if i feel like posting something on instagram uh something might pop up. It, honestly, the best way to keep up with me is probably pro cycling stats or something the database just there we go. Um but uh yeah for sure I I I post uh, on Instagram sometimes and on Twitter also. Um but I think the the team also posts a lot about us. So there's quite some ways to to find out.
0: Any parting words for the listeners?
1: Parting words? Uh yeah don't think too much.
0: i love it man everybody thank you so much for tuning in uh please check out the other podcasts with these amazing athletes that have taken their time to share their wealth of knowledge and we'll catch you on the next one